Hey there, sweet listener. Following are the highlights for the coming episode. After that, the full episode will start. And just a heads up, if you're listening on Spotify, you can also watch the video of the podcast. Now enjoy. Well, how do I be a good leader? It's in the word, leader. Yeah, a leaders need followers. So you better be followable. If you're not mm. followable, how are you going to be the leader? Like having good ideas, that it, like, if I don't know them, if I can't recite them to other people, mm-hmm. if I can't see you doing them and copy you, you are not a good leader. Ooh, you know, mm-hmm. this person is charismatic. Could you define what is charisma? Yeah. Yeah, charisma is just focus. That's all. It's just focus. Somebody who's charismatic, we're in a space with them and they have an incredible focus. They're very easy to somebody judge. Charismatic. I mean, give, you, give me an example of somebody who we might all know that you would think is a charismatic person. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Yeah. When you think about Ryan Reynolds, what instantly comes to mind? He's funny and uh, he's good looking. Yeah. Okay. So funny comes, comes to mind. And, and when you think about Ryan Reynolds' face, he always has that wry little smile. Yeah. On his face, does he? He's already signaling from moment one yeah, mm-hmm. that something a little bit cheeky is going to happen. Something a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit naughty. <laughs> he's, he's always telling you, I'm going to be a little bit cheeky. I'm going to be a bit naughty. I'm going to do something that you they didn't say. expect to us. We are mainly obsessed with their nonverbal communication in order to judge other people. So, if you can if you can take control of your nonverbal communication, there is a possibility that you would take control of the effect that you're having on other people and the judgment that other people are making about so, you. You can kind of Yeah. Right. Well, imagine Imagine if you'd taken their advice. Oh, yeah. And I was actually like, thinking of that, now? yeah. Mark, thanks for joining me. I'm glad that you're here. By the way, I am starstruck. I have watched so many of your videos and have read so many of your books. And I, I just, I'm just so excited. Well, is, listen, it's great to be here with you, uh, Vakar. And, and so let's, let's make our own video. Here we are. Here we let's, are. Let's do this together. Let's do Fantastic. this together. <laughs> I feel so good. <laughs> so, um, Mark, the first question that I'm going to ask you is many people use nonverbals. And by the way, you are, you are a nonverbal and body language expert. Many people use nonverbal body language. Uh, these terms, what, are, what is the difference between the two? Well, yeah, okay. So nonverbal communication is a better representation as, a, as an idea or word of, of, of what we're going to be talking about today. Body language is a metaphor. So there is no thing as, as body language. Uh, the, our nonverbal communication is not a language mm. uh, in that you can't displace with it. You can't have gestures that tell you about yesterday or will tell you about the future. Uh, you can't be self-referential um, with body language. Language, you can. I can speak to you in language about language. But with body language, I can't signal to you 
about the structure of body language itself. Mm. So I, I can't get it to reference itself. All of that to say is language on the whole is, is way more complex in that it has a whole bunch of structures within it which can do jobs that body language can't do or nonverbal communication can't do. What nonverbal communication or body language is really good at is signaling to other people our feelings and intentions towards them now. Okay. It's kind of a response to power and a display of power. So it is very, very good at silently signaling to other people how we might be feeling or intending right now. Hope that makes sense, Vakar. Oh, it does. It does make sense. But for just just to start this off, I usually ask this question, the basic questions. What is the def or and now we're gonna just say we're as we go on, we're gonna say nonverbals instead of body language. So sure. yeah. So what is the definition of nonverbal communication? Okay, good. So nonverbal communication is everything outside of verbal communication. So it's so it's any way that we can signal to other people, transmit a message to other people, consciously or unconsciously, that is not using our words. So let me give you some examples of some elements that fit into nonverbal communication. The tonality of my voice, the music of my voice. Yes, there's the words that I'm saying, but listen to their pitch, their tone, their rhythm, their cadence, mm. their beat as well. That's nonverbal communication. The gestures that I'm making right now with my hands, things like baton gestures as I'm conducting along to the rhythm of my speech, that's nonverbal. Everything that's happening in my face, that's nonverbal. What's happening in my body, that's nonverbal. How I'm dressed today, that's nonverbal. Where I've showed up with you today, the fact that I have, you know, in the image, a mug next to me and books next to me mm. and things in the backdrop here, that's all nonverbal. Mm. The time that I showed up, like I showed up with you today, Vakar, at almost exactly on the minute that you had asked me to show up. Yeah. If I'd have shown, yeah. So if I'd have shown up beforehand or later, maybe a lot later, maybe I show up half an hour after you said, hey, you know, can you come to this interview at such and such a time? Mm -hmm. That would be consciously or unconsciously a nonverbal signal. To you you would make something of that you know yeah. now what you would make of that would depend on your expectations your personality your culture all kinds of elements would go into how you deconstruct that so look all of that all of that to say um, it's everything outside of the words and some of those elements I've described to you just then but there are more elements than, than the ones that I described to you. Perfect. So how can nonverbal communication influence our daily interaction with others? Mm, yeah, really good question. Well, look, we judge people and they judge us, okay? And so how do we judge people? And how do they judge us? Well, yes, they judge us based on the things that we say, but also they judge us on the behaviors that they see from us and around us. And so nonverbal communication is part of that behavior. It's part of the intelligence system that other human beings will use in order to make a judgment about us, good or bad 
or something in between? Or is Mark happy? Or is Mark sad about this? Or is Mark early because he likes me? Or early because he hates me? Or late because he likes me? Or late because he hates me? Like, there, there are, you know, we've got to make these snap judgments about people. And the majority of the information that the brain uses in order to make those snap judgments is nonverbal information, mainly what we see, partly what we hear in tone of voice. And we make very little of our judgment on other people, initial judgment on other people, based on what they say to us. We are mainly obsessed with their nonverbal communication in order to judge other people. So if you can if you can take control of your nonverbal communication, there is a possibility that you would take control of the effect that you're having on other people and the judgment that other people are making about you. You can kind of um, you can have a better decision-making process and better command and control over how you show up in other people's minds. Again, I hope that makes some sense. Yeah, it does. But how can we control that? It seems like to me, for example, when the, all the non-verbal things that we're doing, they're in a way uh, embedded into us by evolution, right? For, mm. for survival, for something. But how can we override our evolution? Yeah, so look, under stress and pressure, you are more likely to be less in control of your nonverbal communication. Okay? Um, but today, I mean, Bakar, today you're doing an interview with me, and and it's you, you were saying you were quite excited by oh, that. Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, okay. So there's an element of stress and pressure. Yeah, I am. I am stressed, though. Yeah. Right. But But yet you still decided what to wear today. Yeah. And this is, this is intentional. This is intentional. It's <laughs> intentional. Yeah. Okay. So you're under stress and pressure, and yet intentionally you go, okay, here's what I'm going to wear. And, and my guess is, is because you say, you think to yourself, look, I want Mark to judge me well. I want my viewers, my listeners yeah. to judge yeah. me well. You've decided where you show up for me, the angle that the camera has on you yeah, yeah, yeah. at the moment. That's intentional, okay? okay. And, and though you might be under stress and pressure, like I'm seeing how positive you're coming across in this interview together. You're, you're what I would call kind of buoyant. You know, you're, you're upbeat. Thanks. You know, and my guess is, is, is that you're working on that. You know, yeah. that, that it's, not, it's not an accident. It's not an accident. I mean, look, you're going to have a certain personality type that under this stress and pressure can can be buoyant, but also at the same time, it's a job. And it's the same with all our behaviours, is even under some of the biggest stress and pressures, we can still control some of that, but maybe not all of that. Evolution, you know, we evolution has given us a conscious and 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 this remaining unconscious mind as well. And we can use our conscious mind, even under stress and pressure, if we train right, in order to control the message that we're sending out. So, uh, Mark, I'll ask you this. Um, as you said that I have this buoyant personality, and it, it's some, and you said that I have worked on it. Yeah, I think I have worked on it. But to me, it seems like now this is who I am. I'm. This is just yeah. who I am. I'm natural. 
But sometimes I feel, and, and since you are a professional at this, could you advise me, let me know? I Sometimes I feel as if people may think, or at least I think, that I'm I'm being fake. And, 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 and do you think is, it is the case or maybe I'm just being paranoid? Okay, so here's what I think is probably happening is there are parts of your personality that you've worked on because you know that you need to produce certain behaviours to get a certain effect, like, like the behaviours of showing up really well in a, in a podcast oh, yeah. like this. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And... And you've developed certain behaviors that do that job really, really well, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, are they fully, though, attached to what you think is the core of your personality? Well, maybe not yet. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. Maybe you haven't been doing it those behaviors long enough so that you've got really, really comfortable with producing those behaviors. And now and again... You kind of go, oh, is that is that really me? Well, of course it is. Like you can't do anything that isn't you, because it's you doing it. Yeah. Like nobody else is doing it. You're doing it. But is everything as comfortable as everything else? No, it isn't. But over time, it may get more comfortable, or it may never be comfortable. But that doesn't mean it's not you. It doesn't mean you're faking it. Mm. It just means that. Look, here's the thing. Um, I don't like to go running. I hate cardio okay? too. Yeah, yeah. I don't like doing it. Yeah, I don't like doing it. And I try and avoid it. I do other kinds of exercise, but I hate doing the running. It bores me. But I can run. Mm -hmm. But I can run. So when, I'm, when I am running, am I being inauthentic or false or fake? No, it's me running. Yeah. Does it feel comfortable? No, I don't like it. It doesn't feel comfortable at all. Should I do it? Yes, I should. Should do it even more than I do it. But but I, I don't do it as much as I should. But th then what's it's the, the difference? Yeah. behavior. Yeah. But then what's the difference between being a fake person and a, a person who's true to himself? I'm not, I don't know there is any difference. Mm. I mean, I don't, you know, like a fake person, that tends to be an idea that we project onto other people. I mean, only, only the person themselves can go, I think I'm being fake. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's not for me to call out somebody else as being fake. We often call out other people being fake because we just don't like their behaviors, or there's a mismatch and it's confusing for us. So we go, hang on. What I expected from this person was X behavior in this situation. They did, you know, Z behavior. I think they're being fake. No, you're just confused. And all you can do is rationalize it by going, they're being fake, but you don't know. You have no idea. Even, even themselves, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure that they would know what is f fake. And I'm not sure there is any fake. I'm really not sure. If a human being is doing it, mm -hmm. how is it fake? Yeah, the um, yeah, and and I think everyone is trying to improve themselves, and and calling someone fake person, I think it's a it's a huge disservice to your own self because then you're limiting your own potential. I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. Look, that for you and I, I'm sure we both have things that we feel we could do better. Oh yeah, I'm sure we both feel like oh okay, yeah, I could be a better, Definitely. I could be better. 
yeah. a better person in all kinds of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, um, should we limit ourselves and go, look, don't even try because that would be fake. Like running for me. Like it's not in my nature yeah. to run. It just isn't. I mean, I've got I've got a human body that can do it, but it doesn't. It just my my body doesn't want to do it. My personality doesn't want to do it. It gets too bored doing that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So if I go running, am I being fake? No. No. Like I should run more. So so it's something that I should I should do. Well, you once you start applying that idea, look, I don't want to live in a world where I'm limited because people or I am going to go. Well, that's fake behaviour. Because who knows? Who knows? When I start to do it, maybe I'll realise I'm better at it than I thought I was. It's more. It f actually feels more natural, natural to me than I thought it was going to feel. I don't want to limit myself before I've tried it out. Yeah, it's actually funny. Uh, when I was uh, as a kid, I was not that good at communication. I was. Oh, yeah. uh, I was. I used to stutter, and uh, people told me, my friends actually, I don't don't try anything that's. Uh, you know, related to talking or marketing or something like that. And now, I, basically, whatever I have is because of talking. So, uh, yeah. Right. Well, imagine imagine if you'd taken their advice. Oh, yeah. And I was actually like, thinking of that, now? yeah. yeah and, and where would we be? Because, because you're particularly good at this. Hopefully. Yeah? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Well, no. So I saw... Um, so I'm doing this with you because I saw you said you said you you know you sent me a message saying hey you know yeah come on my <laughs> podcast yeah and I'm like okay so I go and look before you'd even sent to me something to go and look I you know I went and looked to see well you know is this guy any good my profile you know, my LinkedIn yeah, yeah oh yeah. I appreciate and, it and 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 then I you know I followed through to some previous episodes of your of, of this this uh this show i appreciate and it. i can't remember who i saw you um uh interviewing but i was like oh this is really good this is really good he asks really good questions he listens really well yeah um uh you know he's he's buoyant you know it's not a downer <laughs> you know he's got he's got some energy okay so you're really good at this now let's just let's just imagine that you'd taken people's advice you wouldn't be sitting there <laughs> Yeah. doing what you're doing, having the great effect that you're you're having. Now, having said that, their advice could have been accurate. You know, they could have gone, hey, Vakar, you, you, you really shouldn't go down this way. And you go, I'm going to go down this way. And you don't improve as fast as you would like. Yeah. You know, I can, I can understand that. And you might be disappointed and it may not work out for you. But in this case, it's totally worked out for you. And it should work out for most people because... Because we're designed to be able to communicate. Hmm. You know, even people who, 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 for whatever reason, don't have the vocal cords or can't hear or can't see. Yeah. Yeah. Or a number of those things. The, 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 the brain is still wired, you know, for want of a better metaphor, for communicating with other human beings. And it always finds a way. It always finds a way. It adapts it, it, it builds and it always finds a way to communicate. But, okay, so what advice would you give to those people who are just shy? So, by the way, I am in Estonia and here people, they don't even make eye contact. I hope I don't get, I don't get kicked out of the country. But, <laughs> but, but uh, here people are naturally, they're reserved. 
and yeah. uh, and they don't talk much and as i as i mentioned they don't make eye contact that much what advice would you give to people like that it's not only to country here but i think uh, people in northern countries where winter is cold i think people are kind of like that so what advice would you give to those people to so so that they are able to open up and uh, and can communicate more effectively yeah okay so so first of all you started off with the idea of shy people. Yeah. Okay. So I don't, you know, I, I got no problem with you using that terminology. I don't use the terminology of shy. I just say cautious oh. and usually rightly cautious. A shy person for other people, for me, is somebody who's just being rightly cautious. Mm. So, for example, I first came across this with, um, I don't know, I was at some party and there was a young child there. It might have been one of my own, actually. <laughs> and um okay and, and you don't and remember your own child <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> let's just say it was one way anyway let's just say it was it was it was either my son or my daughter and they're kind of holding on to me well they're kind of holding on to me and 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 we're at a party they're holding on to me and i think somebody said oh you know they're they're shy and i thought to myself oh hang on they're in a room full of very large organisms mm. that they don't know. Yeah. And they're holding on to the one that they know. Well, absolutely. They're, ca- they're rightly cautious. I mean, what, what should they be doing? Running around talking to people that they don't know. Is that going to help their survival? Or is hanging, staying close to the, to the one that they do know until they understand can they venture out a little bit more? Mm-hmm. That seems, that seems, I don't think that's being shy. I think that's being very sensible. Mm. Okay. So, so there's that. Okay. So, so anybody who comes to me and goes, oh, you know, I think I'm a, a little bit shy. I would be going, well, what do you think you're being most cautious about and why? What are you being most cautious about and why? And can we, judge again can we revisit can we recognize rethink why you're being cautious in this situation and are you right to be or could you be more adventurous and if so how would we do that how would we test more adventure yeah now you come to estonia and you're saying hey in estonia you know they don't they don't always get strong eye contact or anything like like that and yet human beings do yeah. Eye contact is super important with every human being on the on the planet. But what you're saying is from what you've noticed, yeah. they probably get less eye contact less, yeah. than where you grew up, probably. Which is where where did you grow up? Pakistan, up? yeah. Okay, okay. So so here's the thing with um Estonia. It used to be in a of, very recent time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. used to be part of the Eastern Bloc. Yep. Yeah. And in that part of, especially in that, that part, you couldn't, you should not, you rightly should not trust your neighbor. Mm. You shouldn't, you walk down the street, you're careful who you talk to. You're careful about the information. You bring somebody around, you're careful what you say to them. Because there are agents who live next door to you. And if you say or do the wrong thing, you may be torn away from your family and imprisoned. And that was a, a reality. Yep. And do you think, you know, people don't get rid of that 
immediately. The moment they departed from the Soviet Union, yeah. people didn't immediately go, oh, well, we can forget about all of that because that behavior was now embedded in the culture. Yeah. So I have, I have people, um, clients over here. In, I'm in Canada right now, by the way, hmm. in Toronto. And I have clients who, have, who grew up in those parts of the, of the world. And they'll often say, they'll often come to me to help them with their behaviors of being more Canadian social hmm. because they're quite stuck, quite rightly, in their old behaviors of not trusting, not giving good eye contact, not delivering too many emotional words, you know, holding back on detail, hmm. yeah, um, staying at home not going out too much, staying at home. And of course, it makes it difficult to weave yourself into the fabric of a new society if, if you do some of those things. Nothing wrong with it, by the way. No bad behaviours, just results that you wanted or didn't want. The behaviours that you're seeing in Estonia were, were getting people the results that they, they wanted, which was staying alive. Yeah. Okay? Now it may not be the case, but it doesn't mean... I mean, culture takes, takes at least 40 years to, to evolve, yeah, to move on to something else. At least yeah. 40 years, yeah? Mm. So anyway, I hope that, that, makes, that makes sense. What, by the way, what, what is eye contact like in, in Pakistan when you were... It's, I think it's the same. It's just... Uh, it's a, I think it's a little bit, little bit longer or maybe a strong eye contact just a little bit yeah. but i think every the, the dynamics when it comes to like dating and stuff like everyone's kind of confused there also here also so <laughs> no one knows what is going on so it's kind of right. kind of same but but yeah definitely they they have western values they have more islamic values they they cover themselves up here it's uh it's uh, it's how it is in the western culture so yeah the, these things are a little bit different but uh, i would say the the nonverbals are kind of to me that they seem kind of similar kind of yeah okay yeah and so you think about both both societies and both groups and think you know what is the benefit of the behaviors that we're seeing yeah you know why why would they be doing them for benefit is are the elements that have turned the volume up on some behaviors or suppressed some behaviors are those elements still there but the 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 behavior still resides even though the you know the barrier or the or the draw that kind of amplifies behaviors or closes them down has disappeared is there still a residual um, behavior that goes on? Yeah, yeah. So now let's talk about um, common body language cues that people use to communicate in different social contexts. Mm. Yeah. So, so there are some very common uh, body language cues. For example, look, here's the commonest, is that, um, look, you and I, Vakar, we... We both grew up in different parts of the world. I grew up in the in the UK. You grew up in Pakistan. Pakistan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some links between the two in that the UK, the uh, you, you know, Pakistan at one point yep. uh, was under British rule until the breakup of that. And so there's a cultural like uh, you know, um, as as much as India and Pakistan owe 
uh, some of their culture to the British. The British owe yeah. some of their culture to India, Pakistan. We're like, you know, there's there's such strong similarities between the two because we both influenced yeah, yeah. each other yeah. in a in a massive, massive way that often people in the UK just don't realise how influenced we were by 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 um, you know India and Pakistan. So there's, there's some differences and some similarities, but here's the massive similarity is you are working against gravity just like I am. Hmm. Like your body is constructed exactly the same as mine. Hmm. The architecture of our bodies is absolutely the same. And so your head is trying to stay above the ground. Yep. Yeah. And, and my head is trying to stay above the ground. And because of, of the earth is a mass yeah. and it's warping space time, yep. it's bringing my little mass towards its big mass. And if I stop using my muscles, yeah. my head will hit the ground. It will move, move towards the earth yep. very, very quickly. And we are constantly in this competition with gravity. And we could say for sure that when you are positive i will see your head move against gravity mm. and when you're feeling just that little bit negative i will see your head not work so well with gravity your spine will collapse your muscles will soften gravity will get the better of you and that's why i use that term buoyant ah. you know because because i i can look at the body and i can go is the is the body buoyant or is it sinking yeah you know and that's universal if i go um you know if i go to a farmer's field in saigon <laughs> i'm gonna watch people working against gravity if i go to wall street and watch you know a broker walk down the street mm. they're going to be working against gravity yeah and i can judge that i can use that as a good judge like how's the their battle with gravity today because if other battles are bigger they'll forget about that battle with gravity and you'll see them start to lose but if they don't have so much on their mind they're feeling buoyant they're feeling like i'm, I'm winning every battle elsewhere yeah the battle against gravity gets gets easier so that is a good universal I would say, and one that people miss out because often in those kind of questions, you ask that kind of question to some other body language, you know, pundits or experts, they'll probably go, look, you know, there are six or seven universal things that happen in the face, mm -hmm. you know, and those are the same for all of us. And that's true. That's absolutely true. But we often forget the bigger universals, which is that battle with, with gravity that we all have. That thing that we all do, which is to breathe, yeah. Like you breathe just like I breathe. You can't breathe in a different way. You haven't invented a new way of breathing. <laughs> like no. your, your lungs work <laughs> just like mine. Yeah. Like nobody gets born and they have a different set of of lungs that, that do breathing in a different way. Okay. Mm. It's it we do do it the same. Okay. We do it the same. What's gonna happen is we've got this diaphragm here. Yeah. yeah? And that's gonna pull down. Mm -hmm. on these on these lungs or relax and it's going to create negative pressure and that negative pressure will suck air into it yeah and that air will mix with the blood and if, if the if the combination is right we're gonna feel pretty good yeah 
And mm. if the combination is wrong, we are going to fight for breath. This is so... That's going to become the fight, yeah. For th th this is so wise. I don't think I've ever heard that. We, we have so many battles going on in our lives, but this one battle against gravity... And if, if everything is fine, then we're, 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 we're also pretty strong against gravity. But if other things are not going well, and, and I think the more things are not going well, the, the weaker we are against gravity. Right, right. Because, you know, the brain is a zero-sum game. You only have so many neurons. Yeah. You know, yeah. you only got so much capacity in the brain. Okay, mm. And so if, if the brain has a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to deal with, um, and things that it isn't used to dealing with, you know, stresses and pressure, which is stress and pressure, which is like that stuff I don't know how to deal with. Mm. If it knows how to deal with it, it'll, do, it'll deal with it immediately. If it doesn't, if it's not met it before, or it's not met it at that level or that complexity with all those other things there's now overwhelm and if it's overwhelmed it can't do some of the basic things you start if you get overwhelmed you start knocking things over mm. it's like why can't i why did i knock over that glass it's like because yeah. your brain is it's trying to deal with other things it's lost its motor abilities we see that with people who are lying who are trying to make up information which is not accurate which so they're having to create it in their mind. A lie is a creation, mm -hmm. yeah, because you don't have the data that says it actually happened, the the event actually happened, or you're having to conceal what actually happened. You know, you're having to to whitewash over stuff or create other stuff, and creation of stuff or covering up of stuff is is what we call neural load. It takes up brain power, and you've only got so much. And, and it's quite complex to create stuff. If you've ever met anybody creative and you go, hey, looks so easy for you, they'll often kind of go, no, it's really hard. It's really difficult. I have to really focus to create something, to make up something new. It's the same with, with lying, being deceptive. It's, it's, it's a big focus to make up something new. And you see people lose control of some of the elements of their body language. And often people call those tells go okay they're not controlling that piece of body language there that's a tell that they're under stress and pressure and that might be the stress and pressure of deception and lying yeah so how can one recognize and interpret interpret nonverbal signals accurately mm. okay so the the best way i believe and, and and many others in my area believe is to well, first of all, look for differences. Look for changes in nonverbal behavior. Uh, because you, you, want to see, you want to see what in the environment might be causing other people to do things differently. What are the stresses and pressures in their life? So look for changes in nonverbal communication and then think to yourself, what is... What are the possible reasons for those changes? Because if the pattern has changed significantly, it probably means that something significant is happening in their life somewhere right now. Mm. So the question is, is what is happening significant for them? Well, then you can start to 
analyze to go here are the things that could be happening which are causing this behavioral change and at some point you might even ask them you might say so I've noticed you're looking for me quite worried right now and before you were looking really happy I wonder what's changed for you if anything Hmm. So you ask a question to see if you can now get some verbal detail from them as well as more non-verbal detail from them. So first of all, you know, I would say it's, it, it's very easy to kind of try and do um, body language analysis, but you're just looking at somebody and nothing is really happening in their life and you're not going to see very much apart from a person being. Hmm. Yeah. What you want to do is watch them and see whether you can get what we call a baseline, which is a, a usual pattern of behavior, and now look out for when that might change. And then think to yourself, why the change, and can I ask about the change? That, for me, is the best way to do you know, a, some useful body language analysis. Hmm. So how do cultural differences affect nonverbal communication? And how can yeah. we become more sensitive to these differences? Because, you know, there, there are many stories that there were uh, these American soldiers in Iraq and then they did this uh, sign of stop. And then the, 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 the people who were driving, they, they didn't stop because for them, this sign means to not stop, to just go, keep going. And so how can we, we, we basically be, become more sensitive to these differences? Yeah, so look... There are some signals across culture which, or, or, or um, gestures across cultures which are universal. Uh, and then there's signals which are not all universal. Like this will not get you the same result everywhere on the planet. Mm. This will not get you the same result everywhere on the planet. No. Just as you're telling me there's a story that this will not get you the same result yeah. everywhere on the planet. And so... Uh, whereas a, a, a well, there, there, there are many types of smile, the, the Duchenne smile, the smile which signals is good now, pleasure, is, is the same signal everywhere across the planet. Now, will it get you the result that you want everywhere? No, that might change. What culture tends to do is amplify or suppress behaviours. Yeah. Uh, so to, to your point, you might go to one culture and you might go, wow, they don't smile so much here. Well, they'll be smiling. It's just they don't smile anywhere where you go. Yeah. <laughs> that could be about you. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it could be about you, you know. Um, you know, I've often heard people said when they are, let's just say, the invasive culture yeah. somewhere. They go, oh, you know, the people here don't smile very much. No, they don't smile much about you because you're holding all the guns. <laughs> it's like you have, the, you have the power of punishment. It's like who would smile around you? Yeah. It's not about them as a people. It's about you. If you go away, you know, and they're in their homes, you will see them smile because human beings smile. That's, oh, yeah. They smile. They frown. They raise their eyebrows. Okay. They cry. They laugh. They do all of these things, but they mm -hmm. maybe don't do them in front of you. Yeah, because they're cautious. Maybe because they're cautious. Yeah. Or maybe you haven't been invited yet mm -hmm. to the place. Here's a classic example. Classic example 
um, you know, often people will go, oh, you know, the Japanese business culture, for example. Japanese business culture. Oh, it's very, very serious. You know, it's very serious. You know, it's very serious. They don't, don't smile or laugh very much. Or, or, and it's all very much, you know, they. They always. They, you know, they don't. They always. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you kind of go, no, you just haven't been invited yet to where they do. And when you get invited to where they do, you're going to find out that, that you are exactly the same. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and and they do do that. It's just it's compartmentalized in a different place. So that's the thing with nonverbal, is that just because you haven't seen them do it doesn't mean they don't do it. Hmm. It's just you've never been allowed or invited to the place where it happens or the time when it happens. So sometimes you can go. People will say, "Well, they're not doing this behavior," and you're like, "Just wait." Just wait an hour and you'll mm. find out they do. It's just when the sun goes down, then that happens. But yeah. until the sun has gone down, you won't see any of those behaviours. Or if you walk through that door or you're allowed through that door, you'll see those behaviours. But until you're invited past that, that veil, yeah, the behaviours will be veiled mm. to you. So look, here's the thing. You go to a different culture and, and the great key is, is to ask somebody from that culture, not somebody who's visited for a holiday. They have no idea what they're talking yeah. about. <laughs> they have no idea. They just have no idea. You ask somebody from that culture who, who, is, who has a kind of a pleasure in investigating their own culture as well. Because some people have no idea of their own culture. Mm. I mean, it's not that they don't perform well in it, but they perform so well in it that they have no conscious idea of what that culture is. Yeah. You know, it's just, well, you know, this is just how it is. It's like, well, why? What's the history of that? Well, when would you do that? When would you not do that? Okay? You ask somebody who has, you know, a great love of that culture, an interest of, in that culture, you go, so tell me, what, what do I really need to know about this, about behavior? in this culture but often the best place to start is greetings and food greetings mm. and drinking and food you know greetings space you know so how do i how do i first of all you know greet somebody in a way that's going to get me the best opportunity you know in yeah. most any place yeah um, and and I think I the best way to do it is just use their language, use their own uh, greeting uh, uh, phrases that they have. Right, right, right. So so in in um, in Pakistan, Vakar, yeah. Uh, what what is the best kind of universal greeting? It's anywhere uh, uh, I yeah. Go? In, in Pakistan, yeah, it's it's uh, it's salam or assalamu alaikum. Okay. So salam, like salam, I'm going to be able to. The, the yeah, it's the one short I'm one. Yeah, you can just say salam also. Salam, but not salam. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you just, yeah, it'll be fine if you say that. Yeah. What, what should I do with my with my face and my my body? Like right, that is interesting. Right. I don't know. Oh, so okay. we uh, we shake hands. We shake hands, yeah. uh, not with women, and uh, right. with with men only. Yeah. And what we would do is we uh, we would look each other in the eye. And we would say, assalamu alaikum, assalamu alaikum. Um, that's what we, we would do. 
and then we men also hug uh, there a lot like friends would okay. hold hands uh, like male like if you're uh, male friends they would hold hands there also but not like too much but like you know you would just hold someone's hand and you just it's like you you'd let the other person know that you know I, I like you this is how so yeah okay yeah okay so so at a bare minimum if i if i look somebody in the eye and say salam yeah i'm going to get away with it oh yeah definitely people would yeah, really yeah. appreciate okay. you there people would love you okay, that you're great. trying to uh, you know use the the greetings that they use so yeah brilliant Brilliant. You know, so 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 here's what I do now, Vakar, is I imagine myself in that situation. Yeah. And and I'm going, okay, so I've got this reflex to shake hands and and you're saying, okay, and I've got a reflex to do that with with women and men, okay? Mm -hmm. So I know I'm going to take your advice and go, look, okay, uh, make sure that you're not doing that with women because that's not going to be be right for that you know and i'm visiting the culture yeah that country yeah in that culture yeah, and so yeah. and so look it's not my land so i'm gonna do you know i may agree or disagree but it's not my land so so i, I need to get in and get out and, <laughs> yeah. make, and make friends okay yeah <laughs> get yeah. in get out make friends um with a with a if i'm greeting a woman and i say salam is there anything else because i've got this reflex that i would do this yeah, that, i think your that, your body that. language yeah should not like if it depends uh, so it, it's not like many people think that there it's just uh, it's like everyone's wearing a hijab and everyone's just uh, undercover it depends so different part of societies uh, have different kinds of uh, culture actually so there are right. certain people who are educated they they have different almost kind of like a western kind of culture almost that, that you know and those people who are i actually don't even say educated but maybe they are they have uh, they're rich or they have money so those people who have money they're kind of like more towards uh, you know liberalism and those people who are right. not as uh, affluent they are more conservative so yeah Interesting. Okay, so this is interesting because I know you had a question about, for me, about clothing. Okay. Yeah. So, so, but let me kind of answer that question by digging deeper into what you're saying. How will I, how will I know? Is there anything in anybody's clothing that would help me know if somebody is, yeah, more affluent and then potentially more liberal or less affluent and therefore more yeah. Anything that yeah, I yeah, yeah. So if they're up. if they're wearing shalwar kameez, so shalwar kameez is a national dress. Um, okay. It it depends on the occasion. So if it's Eid, or if it's certain kind of uh, of a of, of a custom, you know, Eid or maybe 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 some some kind of a special day, then right. every everyone kind of tends to wear it. But if in the normal uh, days. And they and you see them just they're wearing shalwar shalwar kameez shalwar kameez again and again and again. So shalwar basically means pants and kameez means uh, uh, shirt. So shalwar kameez, and uh, and then you can kind of maybe say that maybe they're a bit conservative. But if they have some kind of um, hat like a religious hat, then yes. you, you you can be a bit more. Um, I don't know. You you, you can be uh, you can be like okay, yeah. I, I I'm like a little bit more positive that they're a little bit more conservative, but it's not sure. Right. So yeah. No, no. But but you know, all we're doing here is 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 
you know, like any body language or behavior, we're going, what is a, what is a good gamble? Yeah. Knowing that, knowing that, don't walk into that casino thinking you know how to, you can game the casino. It's like, you know, your information here is really good because you're saying, look, you don't know for sure, but it's a good option. It's a good option. So take that intelligence. Yeah. Take that information and use it intelligently in the situation that you're there, you know. Yeah. And here I've got somebody who, who knows who knows the culture, you've also lived outside of that culture as yeah, well, which yeah. will probably have caused you to reflect yeah. on that culture and go, hang on, because now you're living somewhere different. You're going, hang on, it's very different here. Yeah. And then you'd reflect back and go, well, what, what, what is the difference that I'm feeling? Because when you're in your, the culture that you were born into. It's normal, you know, yeah. It's normal. There isn't any difference. No. It is what it is. You know, yeah. the moment you move away, you know, which is why... Like uh, in 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 leadership in a lot of corporations in a lot of businesses, they want leaders. They want to send away leaders for a time to work internationally, because mm. they know if you can live internationally, you can deal with all kinds of traumatic, difficult stuff. Because your mind and your body, when you live outside of the culture that you were born in, goes into a bit of a trauma. Yeah, <laughs> everything's so different. You know, and you self-reflect and you go, well, what is my own culture? So that when you come back to work in that culture, you have a much more refined idea of, of how people are, what they're doing, why they're doing it, how that's different. You know, the good things about that culture, the trickier things about that culture. So, so you know, I'm going to take what you've said there. I'll always remember Salam because that's easy for me to remember. Yeah. And pretty much if I show up and, and so help me with this one. Um, tell me something about the space. When I make that first greeting yeah. with somebody, how close should I expect them to, to be with me? Like if you imagine it, will I be able to see their, their feet in my peripheral vision or will they be closer? That is a good that? question. I think uh, like if, if it's your friend, then you're, you're probably just hugging them. But okay, if, so you, you've closed proximity completely. Yeah. If it's a good friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've closed proximity yeah. completely. And if they're not your friend, then probably I think you would see their feet in your peripheral. If you're looking at them, Okay. Or, or no, I think no, I don't think you. I think that the thing that you would seeing, that the thing that you would be seeing, um, is is their knees. I think and so. So the, this okay. is how much and, you're and, close. Yeah. And if we're male, we we'd probably be shaking hands. Yeah, definitely. We're, oh, if we don't know them, we'll be shaking their hands. And okay. but if we know them, we're uh, even like we're not friends, but you know, like we're talking. <laughs> we're like right. in between being friends and. Then uh, I think then uh, even then you can hug them if 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 they trust you and uh, you trust them and you want to build this relationship then yeah right right yeah. interesting interesting okay so look there's some similarities there for me to you know the the British culture the European shaking hands culture yeah which is you know the shake of hands is a weapon check basically yeah 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 have you got anything in your hands. Yeah, and it means because you're doing a weapon check and you're also feeling like does their does their skin tone, their muscle tonality, does it feel aggressive or passive or mm. 
you know engaged or disengaged like you're able to to check the tonality of the of the of the muscles in the hand which yeah. which essentially are the things that are going to manipulate objects that could help you or harm you so you get yeah. the sense of like is this person an asset or or are they going to be am i going to have to support them yeah <laughs> you know or yeah. do they have something in their hand or do they feel aggressive and when you do that check it means that you you can get in closer than peripheral vision being able to see the the um the feet what we tend to see that in cultures where there is no handshaking mm -hmm. usually a bow culture mm -hmm. um we'll often find that you don't approach too far you might be in 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 blade distance but you don't approach too far because you've got to be able to see what's happening in the feet what's happening what's happening in the hands are they going for a weapon are they lowering their head so that I could blow first, I could attack first. Oh, you know, and this goes, this goes way. I mean, we've got some some signals um, that go right, right back to when you would be seeing a new human being over a plane, at mm -hmm. a distance. Yeah, mm -hmm. whereby we'll often make a big signal like this to show, look, nothing, nothing in my hands. I'm not armed. Mm -hmm. I can, you can approach. I can approach you. You can approach me. Yeah. And and that can be seen over a plane, you'll be able to see that a good distance away, like half a kilometer away on flat land. You know, which is where where, you know, in my mind we evolved, you know, those plains of Africa. You mm -hmm. know, first groups of human beings, the plains of Africa, you needed to signal to others that that it was safe yeah. at a distance. You know. And so so anyway, interesting interesting little bit of cultural analysis there and i hope that that gives everybody an idea of just how detailed careful you can be about understanding other groups mm -hmm. and starting off at the real at the real basics like how am i going to say hello because look human beings are incredibly forgiving <laughs> you know if you can get if you can get some of the stuff right yeah and they show that they can see that you're making an effort they'll help yeah. you the rest of the way yeah if they see you yeah. making an effort yeah 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 and that's that's the thing of of respect and and going look you matter you matter enough that i'll get i've worked enough at getting this first moment good enough yeah. that it shows respect and from there then on like help me and look that's one of the things i do is i go look help me help me get mm. this right you know, yeah. and usually if I go help me get this right, I'll be giving people to look after me. It's just like, oh yeah, well hang out with Vakar, he'll look after you. Like, so, he'll, you, you yeah. know, he'll sort you out. So as you're saying that you you get people to help you, how can we use nonverbal communication to establish uh, or build relationships with others? Okay, so I think there are some some real fundamentals around around establishing let's say rapport and and likability let's say mm -hmm. and you could tell me how how universal this is from your point of view in terms of 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 your understanding of pakistan and estonia sure. as well is let's just say there's two types of body language open and closed okay and open body language i'm going to suggest is is pretty much like all the things you do when you're cold but you've just got in front of a nice warm fire so, you know, your body your body opens up, 
your hands open up a little bit. Yeah. You're getting more open in this area here, more space underneath here. I'm not saying that you, you know, you're stretching out and using the full capacity of the space that your body can fill, mm-hmm. but you're not tight into yourself. And closed body language is the kind of thing that I would do if it was a cold day. Ah, okay, and I mm. need to keep. I'm outside, and I need to keep. I'm not dressed so well. I'm outside, and I need to keep keep warm. Mm. Now, if I want somebody to open up to me, if I want, to, I need to show them that I'm open and I'm warm, instead of closed and cold. So all I'm going to do is try and do as much open body language as I can, just like I'm doing for you right now. Okay. Yeah. Now listen. Different cultures, different environments have different amounts of space that you can take up. So, you know, we're in some situations, certainly business situations, maybe in Japan. I wouldn't be out as far as I am um, right now. I'd just Mm -hmm. be in a little bit, but I'm still going to leave space around here. Mm. Yeah, I'm still going to show a little more open palm. But, you know, in Japan, space is at a premium. Okay, it's like a little island, lots of people. Yeah, Yeah. space is at a premium. Um, So, look, how does that how does that fit for you in terms of your thoughts about you know you you've lived in Pakistan, you've lived in Estonia. Yeah, how true does that feel about open and closed body language and and connecting with people? Open and closed. I would say when I so in in Pakistan and in Estonia, I think both cultures they they they're kind of reserved. Like when you meet them at first, they're a little bit reserved. So I have met Americans. They're really open, and yeah. um, and and some other uh, people. I, I I was in Germany. Um, I was in Frankfurt, and their people are also really open. They they smile quite a lot yeah. and uh, they, they're open but in Pakistan and in Estonia I think there are some similarities if they like you then they 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 uh, they have this open openness you know right. like they have this warmth right so just like anywhere on the planet as relationship improves yeah the body opens up okay? yeah now what you're saying to me is going well as a general rule it will start a little more closed and reserved yeah. than maybe it would in America or Germany. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. I, and, and I'm not surprised to hear that. You know, I'm not surprised mm. to hear that. Mm. Um, but what you're saying is it's a universal that as the relationship improves, yeah. the body opens up. Yeah. So our question becomes, how can we open up our body faster, sooner, at the right tempo, at the right pace, at the mm-hmm. right amount, because if we can show the relationship is improving faster, maybe the relationship will improve faster. Maybe yeah. they'll relate to us better faster. With a lot of the work that we're trying to do here in terms of understanding nonverbal communication and produce really good nonverbal communication, all we're trying to do is to improve relationships more faster. <laughs> Hmm. you know get it yeah. get better relationships quicker it's it's kind of the um you know the industrialization or the popularization <laughs> of it we're trying to do more with more people quicker yeah you know, uh, for less for less cost yeah you know yeah it, yeah less cost yeah because the more time you take the sooner you you're open the more uh, the, the the sooner they're going to trust you and there's less cost of time 
Exactly. Exactly. So if I if I'm the type of person that you know, say you're running a business, Raka. I actually and, do. And, and, oh, there you go. <laughs> so, so you're running your business, and you say to me, you you've got a, you've got some people that you could choose to visit. I don't know. Let's say Spain. To mm -hmm. visit Spain because you want to do some business in Spain. You want to open up your business more in Spain. Okay? Yeah. And none of us have been to Spain. Okay. None no. of us have been to Spain. But I say to you, you know what? I've been studying nonverbal communication. And what I'm very, very good at is speeding up how quickly rapport can be got. Yep. So here's what I'm going to tell you, Vakar, is, is next to my competitors here who mm -hmm. could get this promotion and yeah. get sent over to Spain. I believe I'll be able to open up this market quicker than anybody else because people will trust me faster and they will open up to me faster and we'll get better deals faster if I, if I go there. That's essentially what I'm going to say to you is mm -hmm. send me rather than them because I will get this done more on time and more on budget. Send them, well, it could be months before they win the trust of somebody. I'm yeah. saying I can do it in a day. I can do somebody else's month-long work to being trusted. I can get that done in a day simply by the process that we've been talking about, which is how am I going to win their trust immediately when we first greet? When we sit down to eat together, you know, when mm -hmm. we use the space together, we sit down in that first meeting, they're going to see me use the space in a way that makes them innately go, this guy is more like one of us than not one of us. Mm. Look how they're using the space. They understand how to use the space. When we sit down to eat together, which inevitably we will, you know, if we're going to do business together, there will be some time where we eat or drink together because it's, it's an important thing. All cultures do eating and drinking together to work out, can this person be trusted? Should they be bought into a member of our family, to our, mm. to our you know, our, our closest group? Well, I'm going to investigate how that operation happens of eating and drinking together so that they're going to innately feel that I'm part of more part of their group and all the time i'm going to be listening and watching and copying and asking and saying to people literally saying hey i want this to work out really well what do i do in this situation help me so i want them to really see that i'm making an effort to do this right because i want them to know that i respect them and i want their trust and hmm. that their trust isn't something that just gets given, yeah. That I work for their trust by putting in the effort. So that's because that's why we do body language. It's to expedite the yeah. natural process of getting it right or getting it wrong. Yeah, but you mentioned the space. So you you'll be sitting there with them. You'll be using the right kind of space but how would you know yeah. what's the right kind of space uh, would you would you uh, like use more expensive gestures or would you just copy them yeah so first of all i'm going to i'm going to ask okay mm -hmm. so you know literally like if i was going over to pakistan mm -hmm. okay i would ask you yeah <laughs> i would go on a call <laughs> with you go, okay let's give me an, please you know give me half an hour of your time an hour of your time i just got some questions for you 
okay, about this. I've got some other great friends of mine who are from Pakistan mm-hmm. as well. And I go, give me a half an hour of your time. You know, I've got some specific questions mm. for you around, around this. Look, one of my specific questions would be, actually, answer this one for me. Sure. Look how. When I first go to Pakistan, what would I be able to do that would mess it up immediately? How? What is the the one thing I could do where people would go, <laughs> the quicker you leave, the more we're going to like this? <laughs> this is something the, I can't answer. Uh, uh, but uh, the th- <laughs> so uh, the, let, let's keep it. Um, the thing that uh, that's going to mess it up is... Uh, there are many things, but let's just say talking bad about politicians or the, the, the people who are in authority. Okay. See, really interesting and key. Key. Because in the, in the British culture, in the British culture, talking politics in a negative fashion is is part that's something you'll do when you sit down and have a drink with somebody who you don't know mm. <laughs> i mean that's so yeah. so understand how important that is for me to understand <laughs> that because i might accidentally fall into that yeah you know but, accidentally yeah. go you know and and so now i know don't accidentally fall into that because it's part of your culture it could really go badly for you there yeah 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 but it, it also depends if, if those people they 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 hate that certain politician then you'll be fine but uh yeah so it it it, it depends but i would say to be on the safe side don't talk about politics there because uh yeah a, a lot of stuff is going on there right right there's a complexity there there's a yeah. long history there's all kinds of stuff going on yeah. Me coming because in England we have something that we call a beer degree, which is if you've got a drink in your hand, you mm-hmm. have the authority to uh, to talk about anything. Yeah, <laughs> and so <laughs> and so my beer degree is not going to get me very far in Pakistan politics. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no. Whereas in, you know, if you're in a pub and you can you can kind of, you know, you can actually have an argument, and it's like that's that's part of the pleasure of. Of having, you know, being in the in the drinking place with a drink in your hand is you're allowed yeah. to have strong opinions and it not matter. Mm. But it, but it's you're suggesting that maybe there it may matter. So look, one of the things I'm going to do is is I'm going to ask people how would I mess this up immediately? Because often people mess up the relationships because they did exactly the wrong thing <laughs> at exactly the wrong time and they just didn't know because nobody said don't do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, what are the what are some common mistakes people make when when you know they're they're interacting with other people? Yeah. Or let, let's say, what are some common mistakes people make when interpreting or using nonverbal communication? And and how right. can they how can these things be avoided? Yeah. So, I would say this: if you're if you're really trying to build a relationship with somebody who you don't know. You want to jump to judgments much more slowly. Hmm. Okay. Now, there's a risk to this because some of the judgments that you make about people are designed to save your life. Okay. 
They're designed yeah. to be wholly negative in order to save your life. So look, if you're in an environment whereby you have a lot of power and agency, like you know where the exits are, you've maybe got some friends and family around you maybe, or you, or you trust the environment, okay? Yeah. And you walk up to a stranger and you start a conversation, but you have this weird feeling. It's like, oh, it doesn't feel good because your instinct is judging them and it's judging them in a in a um in a negative uh fashion okay mm -hmm. just be just add to that judgment the word maybe yeah maybe mm, maybe yeah yeah because your judgment system defaults to a lot of negatives in order to save your life, in order to stay, which means it's not, it, it feels like there's something bad going on, but maybe there is, maybe there isn't. The judgment system will have defaulted to a lot of negatives to save your life today. It, it wants to be safe today, accurate tomorrow. And it doesn't mm. care whether it got the accuracy wrong on the, on, on the day. It doesn't care. Yeah? Mm -hmm. It doesn't, and that's why we misjudge people. We go, guy, you know, I, that person turned out to be really nice. So, yeah. yeah, over time they did because you were judging them negatively to be safe up front, okay? Mm. So, look, to all the judgments that you have, add the word maybe afterwards unless you are in a place that you do not know with people you do not know and you have you, your safety is very, very limited and then pay attention to your instinct, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? Because your instinct is right about this situation? No, it could be wholly wrong. These could yeah. be the greatest people in your life and you will never see them again because you're going to judge them towards the negative. But if they turn out to be the most dangerous people in your lives, you're going to survive. Just your instinct doesn't know which one. Yeah, so it's yeah. going to try and save your life. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So, um, so one thing that I've I've, uh, I've heard uh, people saying that oh, you know, this person is charismatic. Could you define what is charisma? Yeah, yeah. Charisma is just focus. That's all. It's just focus. Somebody who's charismatic, we're in a space with them, and they have an incredible focus. They're very easy to judge. They're very because hmm. some people are charismatic and they're dangerous. Hmm. You go, whoa, that's like that. They're they're you know they are they they look violent. <laughs> you know they look dangerous, hmm. and you watch them all the time. Why? Because that's all the information that they're giving. They're very pure in the focus of their communication, hmm. either consciously or unconsciously. Yeah, hmm. you're not wondering like what the hell is going on there. It's not confusing. It's not confusing to the point where you go, I can't watch that because that. No, it's very clear what's going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So charisma, in my mind, is simply very pure laser, laser focus on something. Yeah. It, it's something like what? An individual, a goal, Depends a task? Depends what they're charismatic about. Depends what they're charismatic about. Char mm. People are charismatic in all kinds of ways. Yeah. Mm. If you see somebody who's charismatic, I mean, give me, give me an example of somebody who we might all know that you would think is a charismatic person. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Yeah. When you think about Ryan Reynolds, what instantly comes to mind? He's funny and uh, he's good looking. Yeah. Okay. So funny comes 
comes to mind. And and when you think about Ryan Reynolds' face, he always has that wry little smile. Yeah. On his face, does he? He's already signaling from moment one, yeah, mm-hmm. that something a little bit cheeky is going to happen. Something a little bit <laughs> yeah. naughty. He's, he's always telling you, I'm going to be a little bit cheeky. I'm going to be a bit naughty. I'm going to do something that you didn't expect. And he starts signaling that from moment one, and it keeps on going, keeps on going. That's mm. what makes him charismatic. Is he's not changing uh, the signal on you. He's giving you a clear, clear message all mm. the time. This is going to be cheeky. This is going to be naughty. And and you know everybody who knows Ryan Reynolds, when you said when you said that, they're going to go, oh yeah, that guy's got that really right. Why? Because Ryan Reynolds is very clear about his brand and the communication of that, of that mm. brand. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, I just so got. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. So, so it's all on. It's, it's very, very purposeful, with him. Oh, I yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna say that I just got a little bit more charismatic because now I understand what he does. Like I used to just know, okay, so this is what he's doing, but now I understand what he's doing. So right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's very easy to usually work out what somebody's charisma is mm-hmm. because you just ask people, "What's the first thing that comes into your head about them?" Mm. And everybody will say the same thing, and that's focus. It's a focused brand. It's a focused idea, and that it, we get drawn. Listen. We don't get drawn to anything that's confusing. Oh, yeah. It's like we just go, oh, I can't deal with that. It's too annoying. We just get mm. annoyed by confusion. We get drawn to things which are very, very clear. Very clear. Oh, I think this is the best advice I've ever got in my life. Be clear. Yeah, because yeah. then the other person is not confused and you know your intention. They know their your intention. And then they right. can... Um, uh, form their behavior according to whatever signal you're or signals you're giving to them. Absolutely. Look, people ask me, for example, like about um, leadership, hmm. and they go, you know, how do I be a great leader? You know, how do I be? First of all, they're like, how do I be charismatic? It's like, mm-hmm. have focus, like decide what it is. It, what is it you're trying to do, and do that again and again and again and again and again. Just communicate that. Yeah, that will be charismatic. Well, how do I be a good leader? It's in the word, leader. Yeah, a leaders need followers. So you better be followable. If you're not mm. followable, how are you going to be the leader? Like having good ideas, that it, like, if I don't know them, if I can't recite them to other people, mm-hmm. if I can't see you doing them and copy you, you are not a good leader. Mm. If I can follow you and my friend can follow you, yeah, and even people who don't know us can follow it as well. You will get a big crowd behind that. But if you are too complicated, yeah, not focused, therefore mm. uncharismatic, yeah, then then you will have no followers. And though you might call yourself a leader, or you might have the salary of the leader, and it might even say on the company documents, this person is the leader, you'll find that Everybody's following somebody else. Yeah. Mark, today, I think I know this, that I, I know this 100% that I got 20% more charismatic in this one hour and 40, 14 seconds. <laughs> well, 
that's good. I'm happy. I'm so, happy for that because you're yeah, Mark, already you're already on a good foundation. Thanks, I appreciate. And you know, Mark, these these words, these these phrases coming out of your mouth, they're so valuable to me because I I now I know that I'm doing something right. So so thanks. I I really appreciate it. You know, at, at the start of the episode, I was gonna cry, <laughs> but I held my tears in. <laughs> well, that's lovely. That's lovely. So, well, so, listen, Vaka, it's been yeah. fantastic, fantastic uh, yeah. talking with you. You, uh, I hope you do many, many, many more of these interviews with people. Thanks. I appreciate it. And thanks for joining me. And I would love to have you in the future. Uh, but I really appreciate Anytime. you being with me today. Anytime. If you and your viewers have enjoyed this, then, uh, then I'll be back for you. Anytime you like. And we would love to have you back. Thanks and goodbye. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, could you like, share, and follow on whatever platform you are? Trust me, it will help a ton. Have a good day.